irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Hello there, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I am a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. I appreciate you as my listener for tuning in today. This is episode 188. The mission statement of my show is that we are changing consciousness one conversation at a time. And I'm going to ask you for your help to support me in this mission statement by going online and reviewing and rating this podcast, All Things Therapy, on iTunes. That helps out a lot when there is actually a review written. It boosts my ranking. And if you would subscribe and then share it with someone that you think might enjoy hearing the guests that I interview and the topics that we cover. I appreciate that first and foremost. Secondarily, I am available to work with you one-on-one via monthly psychoastrology. It's a 30-day intensive that I have created that's in alignment with the book that I have coming out later this year. My book has to do, I'll just read to you the title. It's called The Chiron Effect. Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. And in my book, I discuss 12 placements of core wounding, depending on your date and place of birth. These core woundings really hone in on the repeated patterns that you experience in your life that cause unwanted cycles of behavior, an unwanted orbit I discuss around a certain set point frequency that we become accustomed to. My guest is actually an expert in frequency and consciousness, so he's going to help illuminate some of what I've discovered around core wounding and how we can shift our patterns and begin to orbit a new frequency, really calling in and attracting what we do want based on our thoughts that form our belief systems that cause us to act and engage in behaviors that then we find ourselves living. So please go to my website to learn more about working with me through a monthly intensive or individual sessions at nolatherapy.com. N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. It is the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy.com. I have offices and residences in both New Orleans and Los Angeles. I'm available to meet with you in person or through Skype, phone, or FaceTime. And at NOLA Therapy, you can join my email list so that you'll be able to receive information about my book release later this year. I am really excited about that. There are also links to my social media at NOLA Therapy on Facebook, Instagram. I have a YouTube channel where these podcasts go and Twitter. Please find me at NOLA Therapy and follow me. I am putting out content almost daily to help you achieve living just your most optimal life. 
in that vein, I'm going to transition to introducing my guest. I am so excited today to be with Dr. Dawson Church. He is the award-winning author of the bestseller titled The Genie in Your Genes. And this book of his has to do with epigenetics, which is the work surrounding how emotions drive our gene expression. And Dawson is also founder of the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare. He's a blogger for the Huffington Post. He's been featured in places including USA Today, CNN, the BBC, the Los Angeles Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, Parenting, and others. Dawson has written numerous, numerous publications for psychological and scientific journals, and including he conducted a pilot study of EFT, which we know is tapping. It stands for the Emotional Freedom Techniques, and his pilot study validated EFT as a treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder that actually meets the criteria for the American Psychological Association. Dawson also teaches and speaks around the world at places like the Omega Institute and the Esalen Institute. And today we're discussing this book that he's put out. I love it. It is called Mind to Matter, The Astonishing Science of How Your Brain Creates Material Reality. And if you want to follow online, you can find him at mindtomatter.com as well as EF. Tuniverse.com. And with that, I just want to welcome you, Dawson, to our time together today. Lisa, I so appreciate the work you're doing, and thanks for having me and introducing it to your community. Thank you. I am really excited for you to jump in with us about your work showing how our brain creates material reality and how our thoughts actually do materialize into things. Well, I was really surprised when I began looking at the evidence for this. And science is such a reliable guide because we hear this and that opinion about all kinds of ways to live our life, about health, about about creativity, about productivity. And so there are all these opinions about this technique and that technique. But what I like about science is that science gives us really clear answers often. And so in Mind to Matter, I really wanted to find out what science t- told us we can create with our minds. Because you don't be trying to create stuff that is impossible. I just like, for example, I use the, the illustration sometimes that I, I can't suddenly imagine that there is a, a swordfish here in the room with me and <laughs> it just appears. You know, it just, I, I can't do that with my mind. But I can do all kinds of things with my mind. So there's, there's a spectrum of things you can do. And if you know what science tells you about the limits of that spectrum, then you can really exercise the full creativity that you have. So Mind to Matter really explores that question is, what is, what is what's impossible, what's easily possible, and then what is the limit of our human possibilities? And Lisa, it turns out to be much closer to mir- the miraculous than I first believed mm-hmm. when I began to look into all this research. So we are awesome creators, and I look forward to sharing how we can do that maximum revelation of our potential. Well, and you weren't initially sold on this idea if if I if I have researched properly. And as you continued to look at various studies, you started to feel more compelled about this. Is that accurate? Yeah, in fact, I was a little bit annoyed by the <laughs> uh, 
the kinds of statements I'd hear from spiritual and New Age teachers, things like, we, we create our reality. But if you go back even to the Buddha, the Buddha said that our thoughts create our reality. Marcus Aurelius, who's one of my heroes, uh, the uh, the, the the late Roman emperor said something very similar, and so we have these these you know as a man thinketh so is he says mm. in the Psalms um, of the Bible. So we have a lot of people a lot, a lot, throughout history telling us that we are are the, these creators, and so I I was I was you know, somewhat interested in it, but but then I said said well what does science tell us we whether we can do, and just just one story that there are tons of there are about four hundred scientific studies in mind to matter that I cover. But if all I'm giving you is equations and formulas and uh, statistics, then it gets boring. So I have lots of stories. And this one cool story comes from um, one of the labs at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. And I, I, was, I was trying to figure out how I could illustrate this point about – and there's a lot of research on, um, on the way – trials in chemistry and physics are conducted. So most psychology trials are blind or double blind, and um, m very few physics and chemistry ones are because we assume that the, the material world of physics and chemistry isn't susceptible to the same degree of influence, that the placebo effect. But uh, I came across this story, and this, this, this student there told me that at her lab at MIT, one of the kind of um, rites of initiation, one of the other procedures people, that grad students have to learn to do, is they have to learn to precipitate sodium out of a supersaturated solution, crystals out of this, this, this solution. And it's okay. really hard, and most of them take a long time and many attempts before they can do it, but they have to do it as one of the requirements for graduation. And so a new student joined the lab one day, and no one had a chance to explain to him how difficult this was, and so he had no idea that you know this was like one of the those, those really really key key problems to solve, and so he knew he had to do this, so he just did it, and then the lab supervisor said, "How did you precipitate those crystals out of there?" He said, "Well, I knew it was you know part of the instructions for being here in the lab, so I just did that." And she couldn't believe it, but he, what, what had happened is he never got the memo that was hard. Wow. He believed it was just routine. And so there are so many examples like that of our beliefs literally affecting physical matter around us. Uh, water is another example. There are, there are several studies showing that when we bless water, when we put healing intentions mm. into water, when we project our desire for the highest good into water, that all kinds of things, interesting things happen with water. One, one, one series of experiments I explain in the book that shows that, show that when, when water that's been blessed and had healing intentions infused into it is used to water plants, those plants usually, in most of the studies, grew much faster and much bigger and had more chlorophyll in them than plants that were watered with ordinary water. And so we're changing water. Now with sophisticated instruments, uh, scientists can actually measure the bonding angle between the hydrogen and oxygen atoms of water. It turns out when you pray or have intention, that bonding angle changes measurably. Just the power of intention literally changes the structure of water. So we are awesome creators, much further along the spectrum of being able to create with our minds than, than we often often realize. You know, Dawson, I like where you're starting us off because I had to ask you of the many studies that you talk about in Mind to Matter, which ones are the most important for our listeners? And I hear you starting off with that 
initially. So for you, was that kind of a departure point where, where you started to become more curious and excited about this research and how we can turn our thoughts into the life that we're living? Well, in the gene in your genes, I review the studies showing that our spiritual states, our emotional states, our mental states affect gene expression. And now that's really well known. There are hundreds of studies that show that. But when I first began writing the book in 2004, there were zero studies that showed that. Mm. And so the first edition came out. And I made a really good case inferentially, and my, my argument was that, well, we know that emotion, like, like, like psychological stress, like depression, like anxiety, especially trauma, can create molecules in the form of cortisol, adrenaline, and other stress, stress biochemicals. So if that's happening, then of necessity, we, those emotions have to be triggering the genes that code for those complex proteins and hormones and other, other kinds of substances in our body. So it wasn't a hard argument to make, and now it seems pretty obvious that, hey, if I think a stressful thought, if I remember a big fight with my coworker that happened last week, my cortisol and adrenaline is going to rise as I think mm. about that. So no one's you know, terribly surprised when I, when, I, when, I, when I say that research demonstrates that. By the way, I did one randomized controlled, actually a triple blind study of EFT, which you mentioned earlier, Lisa, and we found yeah. that EFT drops cortisol, uh, it drops anxiety and depression more than twice as much as, t- as talk therapy, and also that it drops cortisol much more than regular talk therapy does. So it's, it's really a potent intervention for, for cortisol. But, but we know from these, these studies that, that our thoughts, our emotions, our, our states of consciousness affect internal biochemicals like that. But what really surprised me doing the book was how much we affect the world around us, like mm-hmm. the electromagnetic fields around us. And uh, as we change those fields, then all kinds of shifts happen. And they're measurable, like like maybe three meters, three yards away from our bodies, literally um, researchers can can detect the kinds of shifts in matter that are brought about by shifts in mind. So it's just amazing how we human beings are literally changing the world around us as well as our own bodies all the time. When it's important, you're bringing up brainwave frequencies and you've shown in your work and even teaching people at SLN and such places that through EFT tapping, that gamma brainwaves can be can be created in less than four minutes and people can really experience great peace. Can you talk to us about brainwave frequencies and tie that into non-local mind versus the local mind? to to get into some of this more deeply? Yes. Yes. When I say energy, I'm not talking about some mysterious form of unknown energy or some kind of subtle energy. I'm talking about measurable energy, and that means electricity, magnetism, and other things we can can detect, like like photonic energy, light energy. And so... um, when I, I describe these, these, these kinds of energy shifts, we can measure them with instruments like EEGs and MRIs. So if I, for example, put an upset person into an MRI, that upset, that emotion shows up in the form of activation of the emotional part of the brain, the midbrain, the limbic system. And so I'm literally measuring their energy. When 
they shift when we treat them, for example, with EFT, then their emotion is calm. They're thinking about maybe getting hurt or bullied or injured by someone else as a child. And whereas before treatment, they may have a very active limbic system, a very active uh, midbrain, emotional part of the brain. After treatment, that part of the brain totally calms down. And so there are these brainwave frequencies which we can measure. Now, the, 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 the pattern that we're, we're aiming to produce with education, with practice, is what I call in mind to matter, and it's called this in other books as well, was discovered in the 1960s, it's called the awakened mind. And there mm. are these six basic brainwave frequencies that we have in our, our brains going from the slowest wave of delta to the highest wave of gamma. And the awakened mind is a particular ratio of those six brain waves. And so when researchers were hooking up mystics and monks and shamans and, and healers in the 60s and 70s, they found this persistent pattern when they were in that state called the awakened mind. And so we look for the awakened mind. Later on, what's really cool too is that other researchers uh, examined the EGs of creatives and high performers, like high performance executives and mm. high performance athletes and uh, people in flow states like like uh, like a musician or an artist who's just in this otherworldly state, and they found the awakened mind there there as well. So the awakened mind pattern is this high performance flow state, and it's found in all these different groups of people. And Lisa, when you're in, in flow, you perform in an incredibly different way. So um, I, there's research in Mind Matter that I talk about showing that not only is your brain in this high performance state when it's in the awakened mind pattern, but that you carry that state forward into your waking life afterwards. One Harvard study found that people carry that state through into their, their everyday lives for 24 to 48 hours after meditation. So once they meditate, they're literally far, the brains are far more efficient in their subsequent daily lives. And non-local mind is that state you merge with. So mystics, people who've had these, um, these, uh, these, um, these anomalous experiences where they feel one with nature, one with God, one with the universe, they, they literally feel the sense of dissolution and the self literally dissolves in the sense that the part of the brain that constructs the self it is the midline of the prefrontal cortex, your sense of who you are, you as a being, what you wear, the, the, the qualifications you have, how you build your life, how you think of yourself. It's all constructed in that mid-prefrontal cortex. And when people are in these ecstatic states of union with non-local mind, they leave their sense of local self. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they feel as though the one with the universe, that part of the brain that governs that sense of self literally shuts down. Another part of the brain that, that diminishes in activity is the parietal lobe. And the parietal lobe locates you in time and space. It's how you think that you're in this, this, this part of the world, how mm. time of day, and so on. And so that part of the brain also shuts down. So now there's no self, no space, no time, and you basically just drift off into ecstasy and union with the universe. And so people report these ecstatic experiences. So how can we 
trigger these. And yes. in the book, I give you, I give people 30 ways to trigger a flow state. And EFT is one of those, meditation is one of those, time in nature is one of those, grounding. There are all kinds of ways of triggering these states. You don't want to just know that there is an awakened mind state. You want to also know how to get to the awakened mind state. And then the, the cool thing is when you do that often enough, Lisa, it becomes your new normal. So you, you blend with non-local mind, let go of the local self over and over and over again. And I talk about non-local and local mind at the beginning of the book, at the end of Mind to Matter, and it is just blissful to let go of all the trouble <laughs> of being who you are and letting go and just being part of non-local mind for a while in meditation, then coming back and feeling happy, inspired, creative, and productive in your everyday life. So that, those are brain waves. We can measure them with MRIs and EEGs. When we merge with non-local, we have this powerful experience, but we then bring it back. In one uh, set of studies being done by some, some colleagues of mine, they're finding that not only are people reaching these elevated states in meditation, but if they use this particular kind of meditation that I train you in, in Mind to Matter, that literally people get into the, into the awakened mind state in as little as 47 seconds. This last week, we had, had about 35 people looked up, and they were in that state in about three, four minutes. Some of them were in that state in less than one minute. They didn't stay there in an hour. So when you've been merged with non-local mind and being in bliss for an hour, and you come back, it turns out you're far more productive. And that Harvard research shows that for the next two to, four, two to three days, that the effect persists, and you're much more creative and productive, happier, and more balanced in your everyday life. So non-local is seriously a wonderful place to go hang out for a while each day. We are going to go to a quick commercial break and be back in just about a minute with Dawson Church on his book, Mind to Matter, The Astonishing Science of How Your Brain Creates Material Reality. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of All Things Therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now. Enjoy. Do you want to help yourself and friends find a purpose in life? Then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Tahir as she initiates a one-on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression, and in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Dawson, so you were in the middle of sharing how we can tap into these gamma brainwave frequencies that are fast moving, have to do with experiencing insight, inspiration, and happiness. Can you continue with this there? Yeah, so what we found is that gamma is the signature brain wave of creativity. In Mind to Matter, I call it the genius wave. And we find that people who are able to 
reach that non-local connection, have much more gamma, and are much happier as the parts of their brain that have to do with happiness light up and the parts that have to do with suffering shut down. In one study I talk about in Mind to Matter, these researchers were had a really ingenious experiment, and what they did was have people install, install a smartphone app, and at random times in the day, the smartphone app buzzed the person holding it and asked them a couple of questions. One was, what are you doing right now? The second was, how is your mood? How do you feel right now? And so sometimes people would answer they were, they were in the middle of, of a work project or maybe they were relaxing after work. Maybe they were having time with friends and family. Maybe they were alone. And also they would report their mood. And it turned out that when they were with people, when they were doing things, when they were at work, when they were actively involved with whatever they were doing, they were fairly happy. They were fairly high on the happiness scale. When they were alone and they were relaxing, you'd think they would have been happy then, and they weren't. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is when you're alone without a task to do, then the default mode network of the brain lights up. You start to think about yourself and worry mm. and that's the default setting for the brain is obsession about the past and worry about the future. And so those okay. very times we should be having the best time actually are usually the unhappiest time. People try to meditate, they close their eyes, and immediately the default mode network cranks up and they're in that negative mood. So what you have to do is you have to meditate in a really special way to silence that default mode network and in the course of research, we found some really quick, simple ways that get you there in just a minute, two minutes, three minutes or so. And then you can, you can really experience the joy of that connection with, with non-local mind. And that shows up as gamma. So if we have, have people hooked up to an EEG, we'll see gamma getting huge when they do that. In some studies, people in that state have over 500 times the amount of gamma of normal people. So they are having amazing experiences and it shows up in their brains. That's amazing. And I know you practice and teach eco meditation. And I wondered if you could talk some about how that is a bit different than other types of meditation. Yeah, I was taking polls of people in my workshops many years ago, and I found that I'd ask people if they'd read a book on meditation, taken a course, gone to a class, sat with a teacher, and everyone basically has had some exposure to meditation. Then I'd ask who has a regular meditation practice, and very few people have. So the, we all know that you close your eyes, your mind wanders, it's really hard to meditate. And so I looked for answers in science. And I found that there were certain things that research showed you you could do that would trigger a meditative state. And these things were physical. And they were they're very simple. There are seven of them. Tapping, like EFT tapping is one of them. There are six others. And if you just do these things, you automatically, involuntarily, go into this really deep meditative state. And essentially, they're, have, they're triggering the same experience in you as a master meditator. And I call this eco-meditation. I didn't think much about it. I published it on the web maybe 10, 15 years ago, put it up on the web, had a, had a website called ecomeditation.com. And then my webmaster said to me um, uh, a year or two ago, he said, Dawson, do you realize we're getting over 100,000 hits on ecomeditation.com every year? It, it, wow. Going, 
going crazy about this method. We're getting all these emails flooding in saying that people had tried every other med- kind of meditation unsuccessfully. They tried eco meditation once and they were in ecstasy. And so we began to realize that I, we should take this more seriously, began to research yeah. it, and um, ju- we now just have just the first few EEG studies coming being published now, and it's showing that it has immediate and remarkable effects in almost everyone who tries it. You sit down the very first time and do this, and you have those, those big alpha waves, you have these large sustained gamma waves, it suppresses the waves of worry and stress, and it also produces big health effects. In one study, we have people doing eco-meditation in the morning and then doing EFT to reduce trauma and deal with trauma during the day. And after one hour in a retreat doing this for a week, we found that their cortisol levels, their baseline cortisol, and this is just a, a really stable substance in your body. Cortisol does not vary much up or down in your body, but their cortisol dropped by... 37% in just a week, and their happiness level went up by 31%, their pain level dropped by over 40%, and their immune function, their immune markers went up by 113% as the cortisol went down. So we're showing now that this doesn't have psychological effects in diminishing PTSD, anxiety, depression, that it also has dramatic physical effects in improving heart rate, heart rate variability, stress chemicals like cortisol and boosting immune function with substances like immunoglobulins. So all of these changes are happening and they're triggered, you know, at least this isn't a drug, this isn't a surgery, uh, this, is, this is just stuff you do with your mind. This is just consciousness yes. producing massive redistribution of resources across your body. And that's why I'm just wildly excited about these new techniques that we're, we're coming up with because you can completely change your internal biochemistry and your health future. So in, 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 uh, in Mind to Matter, I talk about one study and it showed that people who have an optimistic mi- frame of mind live, this is a huge, huge 30-year study, that optimists live on average 10 years longer mm. than pessimists. And so be optimistic moment by moment by moment and let, let go of those depressed thoughts, let go of the, of the activity of the default mode network. Think positively, be that person you're meant to be, express your potential, and those are, what you're, things, are things you're doing day by day by day. But cumulatively, if you're optimistic, if you're altruistic, if you're positive, you're producing this massive effect on your health and the payoff later on in life is those 10 plus extra years. So this is producing not only immediate changes in your, in your, in your biology, in your body, but long-term it's producing a much longer, healthier life. Another study that came out very recently showed that not only do you get 10 years more or more, they're 10 healthy years. You have less cancer, less heart disease, less diabetes, less obesity, less hepatitis, less all the things that can compromise your quality of life. So you get those 10 extra plus years not by any kind of wonder drug, just by adjusting your mood. So mind has this dramatic effect on matter. So as you're talking, and I really understand the difference between in your book where you describe localized mind, the local mind being kind of our immediate needs, our immediate world, kind of the ego and just um, kind of the constant being on that treadmill of performance, I think often in the United States and providing financially and just how that that's almost a suffocating realm to dwell in entirely 
versus this notion of the non-local mind, the universal source. And I'm wondering how can we daily, for somebody this might be new to their, their hearing, how can we attune to that frequency of non-local mind every day? What are some techniques to really intentionally align with that synchronicity that you talk about in the book so that we begin to notice the emergence of, of just things really going well for us? Yeah, and that, that, Lisa, that is a key question you've asked right there. What can we do to make us concrete and applied in our daily lives? And so in Mind to Matter, I list about 30 things you can do. And some of them are really obvious, like time in nature. Just having time in nature really makes a difference. Movement, movement practices that have some kind of a mindfulness element like Qigong, yoga, those, those also produce epigenetic changes in the body. But the two that I believe everyone needs Mm -hmm. are meditation, number one, and EFT, number two. EFT is a very simple, very quick routine. takes about two minutes to do the the active pressure tapping routine that I describe in in my book. And so um, if you get upset, if you get stressed, like we we have people who sometimes were describing um, a really long-held, emotional memory. Uh, one, one of the stories I tell in, in my book, The EFT Manual, is about a, a veteran who had this terrible tragedy that he'd carried for around 40 years since Vietnam. And he told his therapist mm. the story, and it, he called it the worst day of my life. And on that day, it was 1969 or 70, in Vietnam, he'd been on patrol with his best friend, and the two of them always walked side by side on, on their patrols. He was always on the right. His best friend was always on the left. But that particular day, they had switched positions, and he was on the left. Don was on the left. His friend was on the right. And his friend got shot and killed. And oh. so he, Don had had this, this terrible memory. He had nightmares about this. He had flashbacks to that day. He won the Purple Heart for, for, for bravery uh, in the episode, but um, he just couldn't shake this. But after his very first EFT session, he came back to his therapist. He actually texted her the next day and said, I just had my first full night's sleep since Vietnam. And then he worked on that day in, in therapy, and he suddenly had this epiphany after he was tapping. And he said, I just realized, even though I wished I could have died for him, we were mm. like brothers. We loved each other so much. He would have wanted to die for me. And suddenly with that epiphany, with that realization, all his survivor's guilt lifted, and he came through. His medical problems largely corrected. His psychological problems improved all kinds of things improved in Don's life once he had that epiphany, which he got to through tapping. So we watched now literally tens of thousands of people tap and let go of all kinds of traumas from their past, and then that starts to shift shift their, their lives. So EFT is what you use to erase trauma, erase the emotional impact of trauma in your life. But you need more than EFT. You also need this baseline daily morning practice of meditation. So as part of Mind to Matter, I have a series of seven guided meditations, and they're, they're no more than 15 minutes long. So just a quarter of an hour, put in your headset in the morning, listen to them, and they'll bring you into the state in just a few moments, and then you'll be there for about a quarter of an hour. So that's the thing to do. Meditate in the morning, tap when you get upset during the day, or when you're haunted by an old memory. And if you do those, Two things, Lisa. Let me give you one example of one person who began to to really shift her life. And her name is Beth. 
She wrote a book which has just come out called Healing Can Be Easy, and she describes how in March of 2017, she was diagnosed with a massive tumor in her right breast, and mm. they, they measured it at, at about two inches across. And she, she also, they also looked then for signs of cancer elsewhere in her body to see if it had metastasized, and they found that all of the lymph nodes under her right breast were swollen and inflamed, indicating the cancer had now spread to her lymph system from which it could travel all over her body. And so she, the day she got the diagnosis, she, she began to reach out to friends like me, Mark Hyman, other people that, that she knew, well-known known people in the healing arts. And um, one of the things we recommended to her was energy, that she really focused on energy. So she declined a biopsy. She declined radiation and chemotherapy. Okay. She said, I'm going to just focus on changing the energy in my life. So she began to do Qigong every day. She began to meditate every day. She was rigorous about her diet. She went to Mexico, got a layer from treatment, began to do hyperbaric oxygen. She cut out all sources of stress, stressful people, stressful movies, stressful music from her mm-hmm. life. She turned off the alerts on her cell phone, quit watching the news, filled her life with positive books, with movement, with meditation, and she got absolutely serious about changing the energy of her life. So she got the diagnosis in, this, again, this, this metastasized breast cancer, a huge tumor diagnosis in March of 2017. She went back to the medical center in May, eight weeks later, and the tumor shrunk to about a half inch in size, and all of the lymph nodes under her right armpit were completely clear of cancer. That's wonderful. Later on, she had a, a circulating uh, cell analysis of her blood, called, it's called a blood biopsy, and showed that her body was completely clear of cancer. The tumor shrank and disappeared. So uh, that is the, the power of energy to heal. That's a beautiful story, Dawson. And the meditations that you suggested that we can listen to, would those be on your website, mind to matter.com they are go to mind because there you can download a, you get a free copy of the EFT mini manual and you also get access to those seven meditations so mindmatter.com you you just get the meditations and then they're, they're 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 tied to chapters of the book so one of them is is about merging with non-local mind what is yes. about really tuning into a benevolent universe what is about changing your DNA because you're literally shifting gene expression with every single thought and feeling so each of those meditations is is guiding you to doing one of those things and then in, in combination all seven meditations as they key into the seven chapters of the book really have you shift your thinking radically and then your body begins to change as well and as you've been talking about dawson in different ways throughout our time together today the power of intention be it that this water is going to be healing for my plants for my body i'm going to send love before me through my day some of these metaphysical type statements and intentions I know I, I see them in my life being so powerful. And after reading Minds Matter, I've added some new statements that I hadn't thought of before, where you talk about synchronicity, especially that I, my intention is to align with synchronicity so that things come to me more easily, that I'm attracting what I want versus efforting for what I want. So do you see this as like a multi-layered process of people really retraining the way that, that we're thinking about approaching our lives? I think that it often takes crisis to um, 
bring us to change. And so usually people have some kind of adverse experience in their lives, and that prompts them to go to therapy with someone like you. Uh, and again, you use intuition as well as, as the tools you've learned in psychology. And so it often takes some kind of really big shock to bring someone into that state where they're willing to, to look at change. And so um, when we do that, though, change begins. When, when we then address that one part of our life, just for example, we have, we've just finished a study of, of women, obese women, who are uh, going, we, we put them into an MRI, look at their, their, their emotional response to food. And so coming to the study, they get EFT because of obesity. They, they want to lose weight. They want to control their, their emotional eating. And when we put them in, in an MRI, their, their, their midbrains are all lit up. They are having this huge response when they see pictures of food. After a few treatment sessions, they are put back in the MRI, and we expose them to those same photographs of food, and there's no emotional reaction. So now, mm. once they do this, they start to lose weight. In fact, they, start, they lose a little bit of weight during our clinical trials or, or on our weight loss program, but then over the following year, they lose an average of 22 pounds, and they keep on losing. So the effect is not only permanent, they are, are doing lifestyle change. What then starts to happen is it spreads out to different parts of your, of your life. So their relationships begin to change because they're much calmer. In Mind to Matter, I have the example of, of this man called, called Graham Phillips in Chapter 1, and I use him as a case study because he is such a fascinating individual. He's a, a TV talk show host. And um, so before he began to learn mindfulness, he went into a lab and took his TV crew with him. And the researchers measured, did these, used these high-resolution MRIs to measure every single neuron in his brain and calculate the volume, volume of each of his brain regions. He then found that after just two weeks of mindfulness, he was much calmer. After eight weeks, he went back into the lab, and they found that the emotional regulation part of his brain, so that's the part of your brain that makes you not scream and yell at your kids and makes you okay. not give the finger to other drivers when you're, when you're stopped at a <laughs> It makes you, makes you not fret when you're stuck in line at the grocery store or the post office. So the emotional regulation is the key to a happy life. And in eight weeks, now get this, Lisa, in only eight weeks, the emotional regulation structure in his brain, it's called the dentate gyrus. And in chapter one of Mind to Matter, I tell the story of what happened to him in those eight weeks and the measurements these scientists made of his brain. And that piece of tissue, the dentate gyrus, that was responsible for making us happy by regulating emotion grew by 22.8% in only eight wow. weeks. That's how fast wow. we're remodeling our brains when we use these techniques. I mean, it is just spooky how quickly, quickly we're doing this. So we're producing massive brain change as you do this over time. You feel much better it's being reflected in a very different brain. Yeah, I, I love this work. I love your book because it's really putting the science, as you've said, to, to metaphysics, to the power of our thoughts, to the power of setting intentions and showing concretely how, how these things, how our thoughts really do materialize into our life experience for people that are more scientifically based. I think that's important to beyond just it feels good to meditate. It changes things that you're actually showing through research how it actually shifts molecules and matter. 
That's right. And, and I appreciate uh, the that. science is here. Yeah, it's actually measuring that, Lisa. So we're not just saying that it improves emotional regulation. We're saying it, it grows your dentate gyrus, the emotional regulation circle in your brain, by 22% in eight weeks. We can measure that. It, it lowers your cortisol 37% in one week. It boosts your immunoglobulin by 113%. So, so we're, what I love about science is that we're, we're actually able to quantify these effects and then replicate them. So most of the EFT studies, for example, are, are replicated. We've replicated studies of depression and anxiety and phobia. So it's not just once, but we, over and over again, we show that you do the stuff, it really works, and it works for most people most of the time. It doesn't work for everybody. I mean, like, like in our veteran studies, we, we show that about 10% of veterans, one out of 10 veterans, don't respond to EFT. So we've written clinical guidelines for places like Kaiser Permanente Healthcare System, and we show, we, we say, look, use this with people. It works for 90 percent of them for the other 10 percent you may need a medication it's not like you'll never need chemotherapy never need radiation never need never need medicine but use it appropriately and also then really go to the 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 benefit that energy can produce both for your psychological and physical health it can make a massive difference in your life Jonathan, i want to thank you for being with us today and taking your time I also want to share with our listeners that they can find you on Facebook at EFT Universe, as well as on Twitter at EFT Universe. And how would you like people to reach out to you and buy your book? Well, what would really help me, first of all, if you buy it through Mind Matter, is if you leave me a review, like we're, I, 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 my goal is to get 1,000 five-star reviews on Amazon, and we're already at, I, th- I think we're on 600, so I, I'd really appreciate people, if, if, you, if, you feel, if you're moved by these ideas, buy the book, share the book with friends. We've had people buying copies for their kids and for their colleagues, and Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, bought copies for all 500 people in his, his mastermind and gave them to Wonderful. Uh, gave them, so, so, so give the book to people, share the book with people, share the ideas with people, especially those who are suffering who are anxious or depressed or sick, make sure they, they have the information. Then also, if you've read the book and liked the book and use the techniques of the book, leave me a, a review because that is what lets Amazon know the book's important. My goal, Lisa, is to reach 10 million people with this message. And I, I've just had so many people shift their lives. And the stories are just pouring in from people who are doing this and finding synchronicities happening in their lives. They're all kinds of shifts occurring in their money and their relationships and their and their weight and their their health and so i'm i'm just passionate about getting this to huge numbers of people well i'm going to be one of those millions of people to leave you a five-star amazon review thank you for asking for that it will be done and i really appreciate you taking your time with us today with me today it's a joy and uh, i'm glad you're one of those those leading the uh the, the, the consciousness of, of people into this new, new invention and um, helping them realize how, how much benefit this, this can give to them and how they can shift their lives by doing this. So thank you, too. Oh, you're so welcome. I appreciate that, Dawson. I hope you have a really wonderful rest of your day. Bless you. Thanks again. You're so welcome. Bless you as well. Mm. Bye. Bye. That concludes my show today with Dr. Dawson Church. Please go check out his book, mindtomatter.com. That's where you can order it, review it on Amazon as he is asking. And as always, I send you all of my love and wish you well. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir on-